Welcome to the Streamline Performance Podcast, where our mission is to provide you, the everyday athlete, with the knowledge, insight, and tools to stay active, improve performance, and avoid injury along the way. We believe that an active life is a life worth living, and if you're here, you likely do too. If you're ready to learn from the best doctors, coaches, athletes, and other leading experts in the ever-changing world of health and wellness, you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nick Hattinger with Streamline Performance, and we've got Streamline's own Dr. Lauren Mueller on the podcast with us today. And I wanted to have Lauren on because uh, she sees a lot of our patients that deal with like neck and shoulder stuff and elbow wrist stuff, just given uh, the types of sports and athletes that she works with. And uh, we were having a conversation earlier, kind of talking about like shoulders are a mainstay in our practice and kind of things that we see with, with athletes. And uh, I think that a lot of times it's not always just the shoulder that's the problem. And so I wanted to have Lauren kind of dive into maybe some things if you're struggling with shoulder pain, some other things that you might want to look at and uh, have your doctor or PT or chiropractor, whoever you're seeing kind of, kind of assess for you. So uh, thanks for, thanks for jumping on here with us, Lauren. Yeah, absolutely. To touch base on what you were talking about is yes, we see a lot of shoulders, especially in overhead athletes golfers, swimmers. When I say overhead athletes, that's, you know, high school volleyball players, anything that has to do with throwing. So, um, we see a lot of shoulder issues, but as I've kind of been working in the field, a lot of it's not shoulder based always. And sometimes it can very much come from the neck. So I will always screen just kind of shoulder strength, the general tests that you want to make sure that make check stability, strength, and overall muscle quality of the shoulder. But if you're kind of getting stuck with working on a patient, or if you've tried a bunch of exercise or strength, or you've tried massage, you've tried chiropractics or therapy, a lot of stuff comes from the neck. So if you're having any kind of referred pain into the lateral part of your upper arm, sometimes I'll see numbness tingling into the hand. Um, a lot of people think that's carpal tunnel, but sometimes it's more of a distribution from a nerve patterns coming up from your neck. So I will always so, make sure that we ch- touch on that. So when we think neck stuff, what kind of things are you talking about? Is that always going to be like a disc issue or what, what should people, cause sometimes I think, Hey, it's coming from your neck. That can kind of be scary for people. So what do you tell people when you're telling them, Hey, this might not be just like just your rotator cuff or something like that. Right. Definitely. If you heard, if any person hears the word disc degeneration or <laughs> disc herniation or anything like that, that scares people away or degenerative disc disease. I kind of hate hearing all of those. That's a very common and overused phrase, not to say it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going on, but doesn't mean it's a source of the pain or that your issue. Sometimes it can just be a nerve entrapment. So when we, when we say that, that can be just a a little bit of a shift in your cervical spine. Sometimes it can be a little bit of a hypertrophy or like too much uh, muscle buildup going along your nerve patterns. We can get into the nitty gritty and talk about brachial plexus, but a lot of this stems from the neck. And so whether you've, it could be an injury base, but more often than not, it's more of just kind of a gradual, like, Hey, something's not been going on. And Maybe you slept wrong. Maybe you heard it playing your sport and you didn't necessarily realize it at the time. It's something that can kind of build. So 
if it's something that was less traumatic of an injury and more of a over time, we will look at the neck a lot too. And so simple stretches, mobilizations, sometimes some soft tissue work, sometimes some dry needling really helps with just trying to mobilize that neck and get it to move a little bit better. And so obviously as, as PTs, we kind of know what the role of nerves are in the body and, and how that relates to shoulder pain and the distributions of pain uh, in your arm. But if you were talking to your, to a little kid about this or someone that doesn't know really like why my neck is related to my shoulder, uh, how would you go about explaining that? And, and what might be some treatment that you do besides like some of the hands-on stuff to really, you know, facilitate them recovering from a neck related shoulder injury? Yeah. So, and it's not just the little kids. I mean, if you're not in our field then I don't expect you to know <laughs> what a nerve distribution pattern should look like. Right. So super often I'll have some people have pain in their back of their, like right along their mid shoulder blade. And they're like, Oh my gosh, my shoulder blade, my shoulder blade. And more often than not, that's not necessarily a shoulder blade problem. It's again, coming from your neck. So we talk about, and I can, I usually will show them either your dermatomal patterns or various nerves love yeah what that is and so what that <laughs> what does that look like right and so I'll say I'll pull up Google I'll I'll whip it out and you can see the different distribution patterns and it's fascinating especially if you're like oh my gosh okay I see that and now I can kind of associate how that what level that is at a spine so you have your spine each and you have a vertebrae and each vertebrae is stacked on top of each other and then behind that you've got your spinal cord and then within that you've got your discs so and then you have your nerve roots that will come out. Anatomy gets a little bit hefty and a little bit complicated. But if you can see a picture, I always try to either show my clients, talk to them about it, explain it a little bit better. And that way they have somewhat of an understanding of what's going on. So that was part of your question. I forgot what was the second part of your question. What are some, uh, well, let's, rather than jumping right into the treatment, what would be some kind of signs that you would, see in someone that you'd be like, Hey, this might be a reason to look at your neck. Yeah. Um, sometimes like I can just answer this over a text message from somebody every once in a while. They're like, Hey, my shoulders really been killing me. I was like, have you just tried putting it on top of your head? Right? Like, can you put your hand on top of your head and does that relieve anything? Does it make it better? If it does, that is a very much nerve tension test that I'll kind of quick and easy and establish with them. Another couple of things I'll have them do is for us, for me, I know I'm putting their nerve on tension, but I'll say, hey, stick your arm all the way out, flap your wrist back and move your neck to the opposite side. Does that create or make anything like better or worse? Super simple. They might not know what's going on, but we're able to kind of evaluate just what nerve patterns. And there's different things that we can go about. But a lot of things that I would say, it's not necessarily totally dependent on manual care, but moving your upper back and getting that thoracic mobility to move will really help with um, doing some next stuff. So if you're able to pair that and couple that, you're going to be able to start like try some foam roll exercises for your upper back, try some small little simple chin tucks. If you feel like that kind of targets that area, that's another great, and we can get into details on that. That's another great diagnostic, but also you can help work that into a treatment plan. Awesome. A lot of times when I see people that have uh, neck pain, or maybe they even have stuff going all the way down their arm mm -hmm. um, into the hand. Um, a lot of times 
we'll focus on uh, kind of that C4 to C6 range. And that's, in layman's terms, that's really the, the nerve roots that innervate at your rotator cuff and kind of some of the muscles of uh, the arm and forearm. And so we'll even see neck stuff related to things like tennis elbow or golfer's elbow um, and things like that. And you have a lot of experience in treating golfers. Mm -hmm. How does, how does some of the, the, I guess, movement analysis, not necessarily specific to golfers, but a rotational athlete, how do you use some of those same principles to kind of tease out um, you know, Hey, your golfer's elbow or your tennis elbow is coming from the neck. Uh, you're, or maybe this is related to a shoulder issue um, and you have more distal symptoms in the elbow. Um, what are com- kind of some of the things that you would look at with that? Great question. So a lot of a general, what I call like a titleist screen, we really look at the mobility throughout the whole body, right? We start at the ankles and we go all the way up to the neck. So we try to find the restrictions on a movement pattern. So, and how that might contribute. And usually a lot with rotational athletes is very much neck dependent, upper back uh, dependent, or even shoulder dependent. So you narrow down what their limitations may be in general range of motion, how you can do that. If they're able to control or isolate movement patterns or not. And when I say that is, do they have the physical motor control of and how are how is that muscle firing? And is that strong enough, right? Because that can also tell us where we are lacking, what's not working, what's not strong enough. And maybe that's coming from the neck. Maybe it's coming from your upper back. Maybe it's coming from your shoulder. And it just kind of helps us play that game of differentiating what's going to go on. Um, the other thing is you look at, I mean, it's <laughs> the challenge I have a lot is someone who comes to me like, I have an elbow problem. And they're very adamant on their elbow problem. We look at the elbow problem. Maybe we try a couple of just what we call distal. So at that point or the further away. So at that actual elbow, if nothing's getting better, then we got to kind of work up the chain. So let's go to see where we're at the shoulder. Let's see where we're at the neck. Let's see what can kind of refer to those areas and talking to everybody about what can help and explaining. Sorry. I think the the mechanism of how they get hurt in the first place has a lot to do with where you're mm. going to look at too. Um, Entirely. Obviously like if you fall on the ground um, and fall with your hands straight out and um, you know, you hurt your shoulder, we're probably thinking this is a, a traumatic shoulder injury. But <laughs> if you're, if you have something that's kind of a slow onset or maybe the symptom pattern is like, yeah, I, I get this like during the middle of the day, my shoulder starts to hurt at work kind of a thing. Um, or maybe it's like, uh, just a weird vague, I, I always see that people complain of like vague symptoms or symptoms that move around a lot. That Mm -hmm. always makes me kind of think of, of, uh, nerve or neck related pain there. How would you, this is, we'll kind of finish with this, but, um, when you have someone that's kind of recovering and it's like, yeah, okay. Um, your, your neck symptoms are kind of resolving the shoulders feeling a little bit better, but we know that they may have some sensitivity into, let's just say extension. So looking straight mm-hmm. up at the ceiling, right? Um, sure. What would be some things that you might have that person modify in the weight room or in like their normal workout routine? Um, and how would you kind of keep them, I guess, active while continuing to work through their, um, their neck issue? 
Great question because, again, I hate answering this way, but it's very dependent on how <laughs> the patient and what they're presenting yeah. with and how severe their um, cases are. But if they are getting better, they're, let's say they're radicular symptom, and I mean, and that means going further away from the body, so out into the hand, all of that has subsided and it's no longer in her hand or in their arm or in their shoulder, and it's more a little bit more centralized in their neck. That's actually a good symptom of its healing and getting better. Um, and sometimes it can get a little bit more aggravated right towards that um, end phase of healing. So that just more neck sensitivity, a lot less nerve sensitivity is a progression of where they are. So I would say work on positional changes. So instead of, we can still do a lot of strength stuff, but maybe we're laying down and working on keeping our spine straight. Um, maybe we're working into a quadruped. So that's on our hands and knees and working on that chin retraction, still using a lot of like your core strength and your neck strength. And you're working on progressing that. So you're using your neck extensor. So the back of your neck to help with against gravity. So you're now progressing that strength, or we can talk about, you know, just activating proper posture while you're lifting and really being conscious about that and what that looks like. So those are a couple of things how I would say I really want you to continue or let's try doing a couple of chin tucks prior to your exercise and then take a couple of repetitions. If things are feeling great, let's continue with that. If it's feeling a little bit sensitive, let's work on doing a couple more um, cervical exercises first. So those are just a couple of things that I will have them do. Awesome. Lastly, do you think that shoulder pain precipitates neck pain or neck pain precipitates shoulder pain more often? Chicken or the egg? That's a tough yeah. one. <laughs> um, I don't think there's a right answer, but I'm no, always I curious because I, I think. Yeah, it's hard because I think it's one of those, again, it depends questions. Like what's your posture look like? What's your ratio of athletic performance to desk-oriented job, right? So a lot of our athletes, yes, they're athletes, but are they working a full-time job? Are they students? They're not necessarily competing at that um, constant range. So I would say for me and my caseload, if I had to be honest, I would say I have three strong um, neck cases that came to me thinking that they were shoulders. So that's three points to the actual neck. And I have about five actual shoulder clients I'm seeing in my day, in my day to day work right now. So it's hard. Awesome. All right. Well, um, We'll try to get Lauren back here on the podcast for future episodes. Um, if you guys have any talking points that you want to hear from her, um, like I said, she deals with a lot of shoulder, neck, um, rotational sports. So uh, she's, she's a really good resource. If you have any talking points that you'd like to hear from her, just reach out. You can uh, shoot us a message on Instagram or Facebook at Streamline Performance PT, um, or you can comment on the podcast as well. So um, thanks for tuning in and have a great week.